Tony and I'm Sid and welcome to not your magical negro podcast I <laughs> when I say I am so excited and not just excited because this is an amazing platform and I can't wait for everybody to see it but like I'm so excited because of just how many white people that I have made disgruntled by just the name <laughs> no just the name kind of like uh <laughs> like I'm, it's funny because like every every other black person I, I I'm like yo we're brown or black or brown, honestly, it's true. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, we're calling it not your magical Negro. And they're like, ah, like, like that's what I thought, y'all. They get what well, they get. They the girls who get it get it, and the girls who don't don't. And it's honestly that simple. So that's why I'm just like, and and we've we've talked about this book because I remember, you know, for the audience here now listening, I had asked it. I was at some point. I was like, yo, Sid, like, so you know, I told the person who was not white, to be fair, but they said, you know, hey, I don't really like just the name, just. I feel like it's giving white people a pass to say the word Negro. And I was just like, yeah, this is good. And you, you, you point, you, you sit, sit summarized it, summarized it, listen to me. Well, well when, <laughs> when Tony came to me with this, obviously the first thing that I asked was. Right, right. And Tony was like, kind of, you know, <laughs> um, and, <laughs> and I, and I honestly told him like, listen, we have to understand that this podcast is a demographic that is very specific. A lot of people are going to jump on and listen to us because we're amazing. But I mean, it's, 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 it's true yeah. as fuck, though. I mean, but, yeah, yeah, no, yeah, absolutely. It just goes back into the respectability. I mean, at the end of the day, this podcast, we know who the audience is for. And mm -hmm. all I'm going to say is everybody who hears the name and loves it knows who the audience is. So actually should i say is the audience so <laughs> thank you they are the they, audience. they are the audience so, so happy that we called it this in the first place so i just have to go ahead and like shout that out because at the end of the day i feel like it is one of the most um difficult things when you are a black queer nerd and mm. everywhere that you see something that you love you're never looking at yourself and That's this true. platform is for those people it's honestly very true. And yeah, I mean, it's a, who was it? I think it was the woman that you said, Sid, that wrote the, um, of, was it of Ash and Bone? Oh, uh, Children of Blood and Bone. Oh, Children of Blood and Bone. Yes. Yeah, that was, wasn't it her that she said, you know, it's something like it's about time we are able to see ourselves in, in fantasy. And, and more than seeing ourselves in film, she said that for a long time, she only, and this is a, a Nigerian woman, a mm -hmm. beautiful Nigerian-American mm -hmm. woman who mm -hmm. only wrote biracial characters. And mm. then finally, one of her people, you know how your friends got to call you in? One of her right. people was like, what's up with that? And she had to dissect and she realized that she, had, she hadn't even given herself permission to live in her own imagination. Mm. And if that, ain't the, like, if that ain't the fucking truth right there. And that was a really big inspiration behind why we started this podcast to begin with is, 
you know, explore these fantasies and allow ourselves to see ourselves in these fan or, or reviewing content also too, you know, where we are reflected in the narrative and in a way that is uh, complete and whole, uh, mm -hmm. you know, and is not just the side character or the funny best friend or, you know, the magical Negro, you know, the, the one the, who the magical or, the, or the magical Negro who just comes in to save the white person's day and they disappear. That's it. That was their role in the story. You know what I mean? I, I, yeah. I, I'm just—it's just—it's just such a beautiful space to live in because we we have seen the the black coded characters, we've seen the queer coded characters our right. entire lives. Right, so right. To finally, be able to call it out and call a thing a thing. We're gonna be taking you on a journey. I'm excited. Absolutely. Uh, but I'm sorry. I hate to be like licking my own titty for how long? No, listen, suck your <laughs> own titty. I mean, listen, we should, I'm joining you. We're both licking our own titty right now because you shit. Let me, yeah. let me Let me tell you, listen, we Don't fucking did that. that. Leave I'm these narcissists. Okay. Oh my God, that's just, that's a deadly, that's a deadly combo right there. I don't know who the universe permitted this. Yo. But. You that's why they kept this apart. I know you're long. fired. Right. <laughs> <laughs> but that's what happened. But um, now for um, one of the best things that I think about this, the episode is called A History of Violence, uh, where mm -hmm. the series surrounds Tick's identity is further explored as we learn about the violent history of the order and the brutality and the brutality of the characters are willing to show to protect their own secrets. No, I mean, I that's that was definitely stuck out thematically for me, and I mean, it was an interesting episode because you know this delves just a lot for far. Oh my God, farther! I'm sorry, y'all. I may may or may not have had a few, few pups before uh, starting this podcast, um, but you know, so please bear with me here. But anyway, this episode just goes deeper into the lore surrounding the show. And, yes. you know, I, for anybody who knows me or reads the things that I write, knows I love myth and legend. So uh, there's also even some Indiana Jones ass moments in this episode, which I didn't even hold you like. I really appreciated that. Were the, were the snakes lit up? Anyway, we'll get into that. The little escape rooms and also, you know, the plot twist uh, that take shape. I mean, especially at the, the end. I mean, I had forgotten about that. And that, that actually caught me off guard. I rewatched that shit and I got mad all over again, but let's, let's get into it, okay? Because I did, it's not even a joke. So um, episode four takes us through Christina's motives, who's um, desperate to be on equal footing with men. Jesus, mm, will to tell it. Uh, and into the more personal life of Ruby, who struggles to find her place in the world around her and seems to be unraveling. Meanwhile, Tick is totally consumed with the desire to learn the truth and his team follow him through the continued perils of solving this mystery and discussion. So. Here we go. Yeah. It's time for the discussion. Yes. So I love it. You were like, and discussion. <laughs> like, we just I'm don't saying. get ready for it. I mean, no. wow. I mean, first of all, just over overall comments on the episode. I mean, that I that brought up a lot of things that I forgot about. And it mm -hmm. also got me more excited. I think one of the unsung heroes of honestly, the entire, although they I will not, I will. They really did give her the love and respect she deserved, though. But Hippolyta, um, I uh, feel like it's just such an unsung, like just her, like when she turned that car around and she said, I'm going to find answers, like, fuck this shit. Like oh, her and just her. And I really enjoyed, I put that in my notes here at some point and we can simp over it together because I did. But well, just <laughs> the bond that she has with her daughter, D over astronomy and just the influence 
Hippolyta has on D. Now, what's funny is that I'm actually reading the book and D is a boy in the book, um, which kind of took, yeah, D's actually a boy. And I, I think it, I think they have a different name. I can't remember what it was, but I'm in the very early chapters of it. But yeah, D is actually a boy in uh, the books. Um, I actually do like that they changed it to a girl. I, I, I think that that, yeah. I, and I didn't even think I was going to, like, now that I, I see the change, mm -hmm. thank you, Misha Green. Yo, Misha, yeah. get that Misha money. Green, like, I'll tell you. The incomparable Misha Green, everybody. Like, <laughs> I'm not even going to lie to you. So, so this episode is all about the search for the book of names. So mm -hmm. as soon as we open the scene, we are looking at Montrose battling his demons through alcoholism. Okay. Um, he says, Whitey keeps, uh, Whitey keeps cooking up death for the rest of us to eat. Let me tell you something. First of all, bars, like, but second of, but second of all, Monroe's this episode, I don't know who wrote his lines, but he was just dropping just mad, like, yes. I was like, yo, like, who wrote his lines this episode? Like, he's just like, I want to know the bar, writer, bar. like, because you know, you and I, we want to know who did the business, That's because a, the business is the writing. Is and the writing, right, right. It, I want to know, who's doing your dialogue, because Nickus is on point. Absolutely. Um, on point, um, like all of his quotes that episode. One of the things that stuck out to me here is in the flashback of the memories, because you're hearing them play back um, memories yes. with Tick um, and the one that was pick a switch. And that shit right there, like I... Do you have to pick a switch? No, nah, like fortunately I never had a, my mom. My mom did though. Like that was like, I mean, you know, she didn't... My mom hit us with like Kool-Aid spoons, wooden spoons. Um, Not Kool-Aid spoons. Kool-Aid spoons. And let me tell you something. When we were, because, you know, for, for those of you who don't, who have not seen me yet, I am very much waffle colored, high yellow. And so when she would beat my ass with those fucking, uh, when she beat my ass with those Kool-Aid spoons, it would leave red marks, but the imprint of the smile was there. So like, it was like red marks with smiley faces. It was just, it was honestly- No, y'all immigrant parents be OD. I like, just gotta well, OD, like, I was just like, yo, why? Way too much. Like, wild, wild. But I mean, don't get me wrong. I got my ass beat. Like, I did. Like, I sure did. Well, I, so that's know, why I like to pick a switch. Like, really, I was like, damn. Like, I, mean, I was going to say the same thing. Like, the whole pick a switch thing was something that my parents had to do. But it was like, it's so funny, especially, you know, both of us have immigrant parents. And as we were growing up, they always tell us that the way that they grew up was the actual abuse. And what they're putting you through is just like, you're good. Like, because like, I didn't take out an electric cord. I didn't know. Yeah, no. Yeah, because I don't, I don't, because I don't do that. I mean, I will tell you, I mean, both of my parents are what, what is first, first gen here. Yeah, their, oh, parents, oh. their parents oh, are their parents immigrated here um and one time i mean dad forgive me you know if you're out here pops and you're listening to my, <laughs> my, my podcast but one time he made us kneel on rice and <laughs> like i was like what kind of dominican ass shit is this like what yeah. crazy caribbean punishment is this and <laughs> It was one time. It was one time, but like, because my mom even was you, like, "Yo, that's old." Like, <laughs> at least, you, and see, that means that your daddy at least had a heart. Yo, let me tell you something. Yeah, like this nigga used to go ahead and have us lean up against the wall. He'd be like, 
Hibadachi style. Damn. So we'd have to lean up against the wall and sit down in a chair position and he would put weights on your knees and wait until you fucking cry. Oh my God. Was he in the military or something? Like No, just Bahamian. <laughs> Yo, that is terrifying. Like, God damn. Like, I would take an ass beating over that. Like, just... Bro, just hit me. Just it's hit not, me. Just hit me. Like, well, what? Do you, know what, you know what happens when you get older, though? You mm. miss the beatings because they actually start talking to you and you're like, this is worse. Well, no, it is worse. It is worse. I mean... God, I mean, my parents fortunately have done a lot of reflecting over the years, um, at least. But I mean, shit, back when it was actually like in the moment, like that Bruh, was... you like, yo, so nobody was reading books. Okay. Yo, that's what's up. <laughs> yo, that's it was that shit was scary. Listen, um, I didn't mean to go down that uh that that rabbit hole for a second, but I just had to No, no, but I mean it's it's what came up the moment Monroe. It's and it's funny because that that again goes back to the relatability again of mm. the flashbacks that he's having is that we again who are the intended audience, we understand that pick a switch. Like that shit, like you know what that means. And it takes you back to memories of, of things like that. So it's 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 very relevant. And that's why it that's why I really wanted to read the book because I'm sure the premise was there. And, and the premise is there, I should say, from when I'm reading it. But I really think all of the black hands that the show had on it, I think is what really made it relate, like really relatable. Like, I'm really glad that you said that because mm -hmm. I've been thinking the same thing. Yeah, because absolutely. When I first started reading the book, obviously I didn't get as far as you, uh, as you did, or maybe I skipped over something because you said D was a boy. I was like, what? Yeah. So, uh, but when even but even when I was um, like reading it and first like ingesting the information, it's like now that you see the show, mm -hmm. you see black hands. Yes. Inside yeah. It's very story. obvious. It's very obvious. Story. Absolutely. And it would yeah. never have been the story that we love so much without it. So we're not going to say, hey, go oh, fuck yourself, Matt Ruff. No, 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 no. no. no You're no, a white no, no, man no, no. No, and you no, no. had a vision. Yeah. Thanks. Right. I'm very 100% glad that he had the wherewithal to know that he couldn't tell this story by himself on screen. Yeah. No, Thank you true, for though. knowing that. It's true, though. Yeah, no. And that's something that definitely stood out to me, um, just because in the way that the book is written and just, again, some of the things I'm finding tick to say. I'm yeah. just like, uh, I'm like, I keep looking at the back of the cover and seeing his picture. And I'm like, okay, okay. That's, I have to keep reminding myself. That's why, that's why Tick is saying things like that. You know what I'm saying? So, but no, the, the show definitely, it's, it's very obvious and just the subtlety of things. Like I haven't gotten very far, but I doubt Matt Ruff was in the know to know, pick a switch. Like I doubt, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, you gotta be in it. Like to like, we don't know what the fuck that means. So it's just like, and you know we're not saying? saying that white people don't get abused by their parents. We're not saying that. Oh my God, don't, no, God, don't, we're don't, not. We're, yeah, we're, we're not. We're not saying that. Too. Yeah, no. And I know a y'all. A lot of y'all get butt hurt real easy. We're not talking about that. Y'all go through pain too. Calm down. Anyway, listen. Please don't um, bring none of that. What is it? What, what's the word that they used to use back in the malarkey? <laughs> Keep that malarkey out of here, like <laughs> bub. I keep that malarkey to yourself. Keep the uh, malarkey to yourself. <laughs> so, and and I, I really am glad that we were talking about 
Montrose in this kind of uh, moment that he's having. And I, I, sure. I truly love the way that they have been directing this because, because it looks like the kind of mental pain that yes. is so unbelievably mm -hmm. torturous that Montrose is. is going through right now. It is. And, and also, we just got to stop and give it up to Michael K. Williams. Oh my God. Rest in peace, you amazing being. Honestly. What you gave us can never be ignored. We no. never knew your sexuality in real life, but you mm. constantly gave life to black gay male characters that we will always hold in our hearts forever. And your DMX tribute is something that is going down in history books for the rest of hip hop history. Thank you. That's, I just wanted to say that. I just, because no, know. but like, the, and this is why the, it's the importance of, um, representation and why being able to see the fact that he took that upon himself again we don't know his sexuality in real life at least no, i'm not sure no if it was clue. confirmed yeah he kept that um, so secret like he kept that yeah. like and listen I, when i say i kind of have respect for the old g's who don't tell nobody nothing and, yeah. and i don't think it's because i was born in 87 that i just respect the thing. i like i feel like i'm just old <laughs> no, yeah, yeah. and that's why i respect that because I'm just like, we don't know shit about this nigga, like at all. No, but it's, I honestly, I, and you know what it is though? I think it's also because in this day and age, the mystery behind a lot of people is gone because of social media, right? So celebrities are on social media, constantly tweeting, engaging with people. There is no more of that like mystique. Uh, can anyone give me a single thing that anyone even knows about Shade? Please, oh, I'm waiting for it. That beautiful South African siren of a woman. Siren. She's not real. I'm what she sounds real. like? She emerges from the, right. She emerges from the sea once every ten years to drop a fucking banger on everybody. Does a cute little tour, right? Stars. And then right, and then dives back <laughs> into the stars. Like that is what she does. Like. But she's an example of like one of the OGs, like that just keeps everything secret. You like you don't need, about you don't need to know shit. You don't need to know shit. It's like the way that that um, technology is right now, it almost feels impossible. Like, it does. Nigga, how it did does. you keep everything a secret? Like, did you just go back to South Africa? Because it's not like we ain't got internet. Like, you know, no, I mean, she yeah. probably just like keeps her circle. I mean, you know, literally keeps her circle small. Uh, you know, the same and circles she been had, or the same circles she been had, and just kind of keeps it low key. Like she probably does that because there's also places too where I'm sure wherever she is, there's a lot of places where it's like they know there's a certain celebrity that lives there, but nobody bothers them. Like because that's just like the, and I think it's one of those. <laughs> I feel like wherever she's at, they probably know who she is, but mm -hmm. they probably just don't. They don't get in her business because at this point, she's not. I would not even feel a pro if even if I saw Shade in public by whatever rare miraculous sighting that would be. I, it would truly be like seeing a a, a Pegasus come out of the sky. Like, <laughs> like, like, like I would be like, is that Shade? It's like a but, unicorn. Is, you know like, what I'm saying? Like, you, know, like, you could throw any other celebrity, and I would probably be like, oh shit, is that but Shade? I would be like, is that Shade? Bro, I know you fucking lying. I know you fucking like. But I don't know why anyway, she's in that upper echelon, but she really is. No, but what I'm saying is that I wouldn't even feel comfortable approaching her because she's not like a, again, she's not really in your face like that. So like, she, it would be like a walking up on a stranger. You know what I mean? And I, I love, I kind of love that for her. And it's the same thing with um, with uh, oh my God, I'm blanking on his name, but the actor who played Montrose. 
Um, Michael K. Williams, a hundred. Michael K. Williams, yes, it's very much he that would same kind see of thing. Him out and about, he would see him with the people, but anything about his personal life, like yo, if you look at Michael K. Williams, this man's fucking real. This man's fucking portfolio. Mm. Jesus, the mm -hmm. wire. Well, you know what? Mm. Let me get back to the show mm -hmm. because I'm gonna go off somewhere. No, but I mean everything. I mean, it, it, it's back. true. <laughs> we we ain't never gonna get back. I promise we won't. Um, so Montrose picks up some of Adam, some of Adam's papers uh, that nobody, by the way, knows that he even has, and mm. read. Adam named Eve fucked. God brought forth monsters. Monsters devoured. God smites. Smites Eve. Yeah. And it almost looks as if he's releasing demons. And after hearing over and over the echoes of his trauma traumatic past, he tosses Adam's pages into a small wastebasket and you see him just pour out all the alcohol he's drinking all over it. Yes. And he lights it on fucking fire. And then you hear George's voice and he says, you are all that Tick has left. And you can mm. see he comes to this resolute nature as he lights it on fire. Yeah. Um, now, of course, we switch to the next scene where this white ass Christina spider back bitch. I just <laughs> before no, for, no, first of all, before we rip into fucking whole ass uh, fucking Christina, <laughs> let's rewind it back real quick back at Monroe's. I just want to say that I love now, and, and this is this is where I love the richness of the character development again that I'm sure Mr. Green had a huge hand in, but that we have to understand that objectively. Montrose is not a very good guy, but, but, but he's not a good father. He's not a good person, no. but I love the humanity that they show in him and that he, it's like, he knows he's fucking up and he's doing bad things, but he has a humanity about it where it's like, he's wrestling with that. Mm -hmm. And I loved watching that because again, although we can agree, he's not a good person, I think it's interesting to see the very human internal struggles he's having with doing things that he knows he shouldn't be doing it's or should not have been doing. And Montrose, it's very obvious that he is a repetition of how it is in black and brown families of, mm. a, of a cycle of abuse. So obviously Montrose's father beat him like that and so on and so forth. You know what I'm saying? So on and so forth. Like, like we... Us being born, me eighty seven, you know what ninety three. Ninety three. Yeah. The the, uh, the um, literally the generational curse breakers. Yeah. Of, especially of the violence mm -hmm. that because which they never really want to admit was violence, but that really comes from plantation theory. It that does. was the way they thought they could keep us in line. It does. Because generationally, mm -hmm. that's how they were kept in line. Mm -hmm. They may not want to admit it, but that's also the reason that they changed. Because mm -hmm. both your parents and my parents went through a change. Well, not my parents, my mama, but they went right. through a change. <laughs> you know what right. I'm saying? Where it was like, oh shit, I can't do the same thing. Mm -hmm. Like, um, and I just want everybody to please go watch Best Man uh, next cha last chapters on Peacock. That's oh, I have that on my to watch list. So it's so good. So there's a situation where there is like a, a non-binary person and one of the characters, that's their child. And I remember my mom sitting while she's watching that. She was like, you're going to lose your pitney. You're going to lose your pitney. You keep acting like this. You're going to lose them. They're never going to come but back. It's no true though. Right. Yeah, it's true. It's and, true. And you're she gonna... was just like, pick your battles. 
Make him wear the dress, make him wear the shoes, make him wear whatever, because at least it'll come home because mm -hmm. it's the truth. Yeah, and that's after my mom did a lot of her own reflections, she said the same thing. You know, she was like, I would rather have you than not than have you out, either out in the street or dead, you know? Not and, have you at all. Or not have you at all. Or just not even have you at all. Right. Or just not have you at all. You know, it's like, is it really that big of a deal? You know, that how much does this mean to you? How much does this really mean to you? You know what I'm saying? And it's just like, and 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 that's and generations is a word that or generational is a word that came to mind for me with this episode. Mm. Um, especially when we see the Arawak or the Taino woman, uh, who who the mm. hell was who is intersex, which I thought was really beautiful the way that they in included it. Um I did. But yeah, but anyway, generational with from Montrose's because I believe it starts out like he's he, I'm assuming his father, and then Montrose is hearing himself then to tick. Mm -hmm. And it's you're They're seeing this, the generational right, trauma. the generational trauma, right? As that's he's playing kind out. Of going through it on right. a, like you can see him playing it over and over. Right. And I feel like in this moment is when Montrose was saying, I'm going to be the generational curse breaker. Yeah. I'm not going to let this continue. Yeah. Which why he burnt the papers in the first place yeah. as much of a, a a fucking asshole as Montrose is and oh my god you're you're an asshole no um, absolutely yeah I, complete asshole but like despite that your goals have a, a very gold-hearted intention and we can't do. pretend that that's not the case. The way he gets there is the most black-hearted fucking way you can go to get there. Absolutely. Just like, you It's know. like, was the execution? Well, no, no, it, no, definitely, definitely not, you know, but the exactly. intention was there. The intention was there. No, yeah, but, but Montrose is a this, and again, I keep saying this. Montrose is a great example of really good character writing. Yes, and it's it goes to show that you can enjoy these characters, and not necessarily because they're morally good people or really anything like that. But I, again, I love characters that that show humanity and that you could see the humanity in. And because it just makes you think of the people you're you grew up with, you know, and it makes you wonder, like, did you do you have nights where you're just tortured by things that, you know, you shouldn't have done? But I also think it's more than that. I also think it's because you're a writer as well. True. Um, where you love to be able to see these full characters show full selves, because I feel like so much of the time we end up watching media where we're only able to see the potential of a character right right we don't we're not able to actually see them as a full three-dimensional emotional mm -hmm. person mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. i feel like in this show they do such a good job in yes. these short fucking instances yes. and these, these little the instances right uh, it's the artistry of the actors and the artistry of the writing that makes it so that it can barely say anything and it tells you so much it really does. And that, and, and I think you're right. I think the writer in me just really loves seeing that because I'm, and I don't even call them, I don't even like calling characters morally gray. I just feel like calling them people because I feel like people are morally gray most times. And I, and one thing media is very often afraid to do is showing characters, especially if it's the main character, a character that's supposed to be liked, um, doing bad, 
quote unquote bad things or making bad decisions or having or doing questionable things, we'll say. Um, and this was a show that I think the cast all around did some shit where you're like, that probably wasn't the best move, you know, or like, oh, that's not it so human. That, right. that was the yes. most human aspect. Out that was of the most the human element, right? They had, and it wasn't just like, oh, our heroes make mistakes. No, these people are deeply flawed. Letty mm-hmm. is deeply flawed, but I can't help but root for her. But root for her, right? Exactly. Yes, yes. That's the thing. Is as a character, Letty's a perfect example. Very deeply flawed person, like on a personal as a. But again, you can't help but root for Letty at the same time as this story un- unfolds, because and this is a great example of again, you can be um, like a Letty, but that shouldn't. That doesn't mean that. Essentially, what I'm saying is just like, just because you're deeply flawed or you have flaws doesn't mean that you're not capable of doing incredible things or doing things that are admirable, you know, because as flawed as Letty is, she also has a lot of really admirable and and really great uh, aspects to her as well. Right, very great qualities too. So, and and again, that's so human. It's like, well, Letty could kind of be fucking... You, Letty, you know, no, you know what I'm saying? It's just like, Letty could be, you know, Letty, but that's a down ass bitch though. Like, it's just like, you know, this at the like, end of the day, and I, I, I just, the day, right. I just love the, the, the humanness of the yes. characters that they're able to put in. And like, and like you said, in the, in this, in the shortest time span, facial mm-hmm. expressions, barely mm-hmm. speaking, and they do mm-hmm. it so well. They do it so well. They do it so um, well. So now, of course, we switch to the next scene. Back to to bitch back better back. have my money by Rihanna. Oh, listen to what I said, because you know, I was very upset. So now, of course, we switch to the next scene where we are seeing white ass Christina driving her rich ass car, where we have our beautiful matron of Barbados playing in the background. Like, Christina, you don't deserve Rihanna. And also, white people saying, bitch better have my money is problematic to me, but I don't. It really is, but I need it. That was definitely in my notes. I was like, can we talk about why they chose this song though? Because I mean, when they were doing the whole like, you know, um, what's his name? Marilyn Manson tracks for them. Oh, I was okay. fucking with it. I was fucking with it. Like, I was like, okay, yes, yes. And I right. Now, see, if you would have had, that's what I'm saying. Thing. Right, right, <laughs> exactly. Now, if you would have had like, Letty run around the Cadillac listening to Bitch Better Have My Money, that would have been iconic. That would have been iconic. It's just like, but the fact that- the, uh, But you yeah, got this remember. buck ass, you know what? It's, <laughs> it's, it's fine, it's fine, it's fine. Anyway, she walk her lily white ass up to the Winthrop house <laughs> where we know Letitia is staying and guess what little spider bad bitch can't get in, why? <laughs> Because in the last episode, the OB woman gave us some goat blood protect- protection, okay? Oh, yes, that's right. She ran right into that shit. And she I- ran right into it. She's a good, I will say, I don't I don't know her name, but the, the actress who plays Christina is really good, I will say, because I oh, mean- Oh, no. She's, the way she, she's so good. We wouldn't oh my God. this much. If she the was- The fact that we hate her this much, yes. Is, exactly. Lady who plays that. Christina, I don't know your name. Because I don't, I didn't make it my business to look up white people. But listen, I want to tell you, when I say you did that shit, like I was Shut dreaming off, of killing like, you after this. Yo, that ass, like the, you did what, what, that she, shit. I know you that. may want to take right. it and hate that maybe the white part of you that's just like, oh, I'm being attacked. No, all of this anger and venom is because you did 
all of that. You did you all like all stories. of it. No, like you honestly, did. like you she did. Just, you really did. And it's I like you said, the fact that we hate. <laughs> I hate it. No, if there's if there's a few takeaways from Lovecraft, and one of them I was like, I fucking hate Christina Braithwaite. <laughs> like I, if I see that bitch, it's on sight. Like it's like I'm telling you, like I hate Christina Braithwaite. <laughs> like that's like. That was definitely a huge takeaway for me. On sight. You know how this white people on sight. Try to kill Cersei when she was out sharpening. Yes. It's going to be the same thing. On sight, ho. On sight. I'm telling you, like, it's it's, it's going to be that if I ever see Christina Braithwaite. But, oh, uh, right. So, so uh, now mm. she comes to the house where we know Letty is, sta- is staying and she can't get in the house because the gold blood is on the door. Now, and Christina says to Letitia, who helped you evict Hiram? And in that moment, Letitia realized exactly who gave her the money for the Winter House mm-hmm. in the first place. <clears throat> so as white women do, Christina decides to argue through her femininity. Absolutely. And one of the things that I wrote down here was, I'm gonna let you finish your thought. I'm gonna, I'm gonna come oh, back Oh, to no, it. no, it's fine. No, I'll, um, Letitia guesses correctly that Christina wants something in that house, which of course means that Christina wants to uh, wants the orrery that we saw Hippolyta in the room with in the last episode. Mm-hmm. And Christina retorts, um, well, don't let the men fool you and convince you that it's all about them. Atticus mm-hmm. is blood. Atticus's blood may have power in it, but that's only because Titus spelled it that way. It doesn't mean he's special. And I so- wrote that in my fucking notes. I was, I wrote that in my fucking notes because again, this goes back to the depth of the writing of this. And just again, the racial nuances behind that statement is the fact that it's like this white woman is so distraught by the fact that a black man has the power to do what she Mm. cannot do Mm. what she cannot do and although she knows she needs him she tries to downgrade his power and says he is not that special even though he is crucial to every single thing he is crucial to your plans he's crucial to the order he is the most important nothing can work without titus I mean, without tick. And yet you're sitting here mm. saying, oh, but he's not that special. Mm. That's yes. shit right. I'm ahead, so glad that you said that because those were my thoughts exactly. Yep. So what I said was, and in that moment, all I could think of was Susan B. Anthony and Frederick Douglass. And they had quite the love-hate relationship. And that's the truth. I mean, but didn't Susan B. Anthony say something like, I don't know, like, I'd cut off my arm before I see the Negro woman and as I a remember Negro or something, Susan some shit like that. Saying that I would rather give up my right arm before I fight for the vote of the Negro. That, 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 that part, yes. This is how, you. you're in my, how much you're in my head, okay? <laughs> that's um, what I'm saying. That's uh, it, so, right? As we watch this separately, people. Anyway, um, <laughs> <laughs> like we don't watch the, this together. Two separate states. Just want to put that out. Anyway. The telepathy is real, though. In this moment, <laughs> Christina is fighting against Atticus's masculinity, which is mm-hmm. which prompts her whiteness. Yes. 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 In femininity. Yes. And I'm always noticing when just uh, when she just kind of wants to one up him in the sense of not just a systematic racism, but also in the sense of siblings, because Mm -hmm. remember, there's still blood. Yes. You can kind of hear that jealousy in her voice from being the girl daughter who was always passed over for the boy's son, even though he had no interest in the family business. Mm -hmm. You feel me? 
right. I love the no, I love that you pointed that out because it, I love I love how you said it's his man. Even though Tick, Tick is a black man, still the fact that he is a man trumps his his uh, trumps Christina's worth to the to the overall plan. Which yeah. I mean, I guess systemically, I mean, yeah, this is fucked up here. But at the same time, where white people leverage so much power, especially at this point in history, which is where we're at here in the show. Oh, yeah. I don't give a, I don't give a fuck. I have no <laughs> sympathy. Huh? I have no Who's sympathy. Not? Right. I have no sympathy. I have no sympathy because at the end of the day, Tick is black. And this at the end of the day is still a racial issue between the two of them. And it's not so much, it's not just so much that Tick is a man, but a black man at mm. that is trumping Christina in terms of worth and in terms of importance, which Christina craves so badly. Even to the point where, obviously, I mean, kind of spoiler alert here, but we learned that Christina is actually the butler, not the butler, the white guy. What the, is his name? What? I don't know what his name is. Let's call him Christian. <laughs> I was calling him pretty handsome white boy the entire yeah. <laughs> I mean, right, him. But we learned that that is Christina. So I think it's interesting that 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 desire to like be a man, a white man, and Christina's mind is so strong that it physically manifests in the show as her having a a, a, a literally a male alter ego, literally. Huh. We 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 gonna get into it, okay? Oh. Uh, guys. Now, now, but yes. Now, um, now, as and Christina says to Letitia, basically, who helped you evict Hiram? That's how Letitia finds out all of the, all of the shit that's going on. Mm-hmm. Um, and one of the things that I um, that I really kind of hated the most for Letitia in this moment was the fact that um, Christina was trying to leverage her femininity over her blackness. Right. In that moment. In that That's moment. That's what she was trying right. to do. In that moment. And, and now, right. obviously, even though uh, Letty looked like a wooden spoon like yourself, she was like, <laughs> I ain't biting. Not a wooden spoon. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I ain't biting. That's not, that's not what's going to happen to me today. Okay? That's what she said. <laughs> um, and so, um, uh, and then... Let, uh, and then she tell, and then Christina tells Letitia that Atticus is not special, and that yeah. the way he's moving is going to get him killed, mm-hmm. and that he's going to obviously get her killed again, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, now, is she wrong in her assessment? Probably not, but I still hate that. Hope. <laughs> Christina reveals. I mean, she did say you can't just go around pointing guns at white women. Which, I mean, again, I mean, she's. I, I hate the bitch, but you know what I'm saying? Like, take that was not. With. That was a lapse in judgment, right. friend. But it's, See what but happened it's with Elizabeth Smart? You know, right. Anyway. right. You know what? I, anyway, anyway, anyway. Like you said, she tries to leverage the femininity against Letty, but only in that moment. Because yeah. it's like, of course, it's just like, no, you know, it's us girls. You know, we got to almost type of talk. Like, you know, us girls have to. It's like, no. And this is. Don't let them fool you. Yeah. Don't let them fool you with these men. And it's like, yeah, you're trying to appeal to her femininity, but at the end of the day, Christina is white femininity. I'm sorry, white um, feminism. And it's like Christina's feminism only begins and ends with women like her. So it's like- Who are you fooling? 
Who are you? Right. Letty would be stupid that, that, to have really body what it boils down to. Letty was just like, literally, who are you for? Girl, yeah. who are, did you think this was going to work? Like Christina basically reveals that she just wants Hiram's orrery, which um, we were questioning in the last episode, but it's actually a model of a solar system. Now, Letitia Riley, base, uh, Ret Letitia basically just tells her to get the fuck off her porch, you know, which, you by the way, Conversation was too long. Should have told that white hoe to leave a long time ago. So thank no, you. No, I know. I, honestly, the moment I would have seen her, I would have just slammed the door back in her face. Like, girl, I don't got nothing to say to you. <laughs> like, like, what we gotta talk about? What? No, but like for real though, let's just like, what, what do you got? What do you got? What do you got to say to me? Although thinking about this too, where we learned this huge thing because it was a big thing that Letty's mom didn't actually send the money, mm -hmm. um, which caused I don't want to say it caused dissension between her and Ruby for no reason because still Letty thought her mom sent the money and still no, didn't it doesn't say matter. So it doesn't I mean? matter. Yeah, that but it wasn't fit. Yeah, exactly. But it's but I guess it's fucked up that it's just like Letty really showed her ass for something that wasn't even true. You know what I'm saying? It's just like that's not even what really happened. Like so, I was like, damn, Letty, like, <laughs> like you really did, like, like Letty for real. I, I, I again giving us these deeply flawed characters. Where even in this scene, we're just like, damn, bitch, you did all that. You know what I mean? So um, after uh, that interaction, we flip to Hippolyta, who has the orrery just sitting at the office and Hippolyta is on the phone with her father and they're talking astronomy and galaxies and moons eclipsing and things I just didn't understand. I and I was it. thinking, damn, yeah, Hippolyta so been a genius. It is so cute. Right. And then you see Dee and Bobo are in the office as well. And they say that they're leaving. And I have to keep remembering that Bobo was- Bobo is Emmett Till, yes. And they were really just chronicling his last days. Yes, I wrote that in my notes too. I said, ah! it seems to be Emmett Till is a character at this point in time, which I was, was such a subtle Easter egg to mm. have in a way because they called him Bobo. And I didn't know that was Emmett until you pointed that out to me in the, la in the last few episodes that mm -hmm. I think when, we, when he first appeared. And I think it's interesting that they're bringing in these historic uh uh people into the frame of focus so you really see what time they were living in because look what happened to Emmett Till so it's this is a that was a reminder of the time that this is set in I think I think that's why he's there as as a character oh, quote for quote I think you know? that um Lisa Green even though she's chronicling all of these horrible things that are happening in the Jim Crow era, I feel like she wanted to make sure that we had something to attach it to. That this and is a real is time. Yeah, like this is real. Like this is a made up story, but this is the setting is in this. Here we have Emmett Till. So mm -hmm. you know what type of setting and place that this is. Do you know what and, I mean? You know what yeah. is at stake. You know what well, actually yeah. is going on. Absolutely. Um, and again, just Misha Green, uh, your creative powers are just fucking unmatched. But then you uh, you have Hippolyta actually explaining what an orrery is, which basically is a physical way to track planets' movements, or at least- I don't know what the fucking orrery was. Like, <laughs> I had to look that up. explained it, bitch. I was just like, what? <laughs> Um, yeah. but it's basically a way to track the planet's movements. And, but apparently this one is broken. So anyway. Uh, a move to Letitia, who walks into a library to confront Tip, uh, to quite the gangster track. I, I don't know what song that was. Yo, uh, I don't know what song that was either, but like, I was like, yo, who, 
I gotta look up this. I gotta look up the soundtrack because right? I was like, I, I have to. I have to write notes, so I can't really worry about you right now. But I'm gonna come back to you later. You feel me? Like, why do I see like Jordan Peele sitting at his desk and Misha Green just sliding him the mixtape? It's just like, yo, this the track. <laughs> this Listen, the track. I will this never forgive him, forgive him for that creepy rendition. I have a vibe on it. Yo, how did he do? When I saw that, I was like, is that I'm not fine? Like, I'm just like, no. Like, that's oh. scary. I thought that was about buying me. Right. Who thinks of it? What happened? I did the echoing. I'm like, yo, this is scary. Like, I'm like, what? Oh, you walking through the hood at night? Like, no. <laughs> it, was just, it, was just, it was just no. It was just no. It was no. And I just have to say, I can't wait to dive into your movies, but I, I Oh, no, I, yeah, we, I cannot <laughs> wait to cover some Jordan Peele Listen, movies. That's that's going to be... It's going to be so good. So, um, like I said, they're in the library. By the way, they are disturbing this poor little Black boy trying to read a book. Did you see him? Yo, I wrote that. I was like, the little Black boy keeps shushing them. And he Yo. gets so frustrated, he gets up and he's in his little Poindexter glasses. He was just with the like, Poindexter glasses. Yes. It was so cute. That was so cute. Like I was oh, like adorable. So they oh they walk into a, a, a into an aisle with books, and he says basically like yeah he tried to kill Christina. She's hurling all these things at him. That that crackle white bitch had do, went and shown up at the house and shit. <laughs> And he explains that, yeah, he did try to kill her, but he's got, she's got some kind of protection that makes it impossible. And Tick also explains that Christina actually used him as a Trojan horse to yes. kill her father. To kill he, her father, he, yes. He did because- Which just show, Can we just pause for a moment and appreciate, in a way, the level of manipulation that like the plan like i mean if this was if we're if this was all according to christina's plan to kill her father like i mean damn bitch like you wanna you really had a vendetta this like, is shakespearean level this is shakespearean level assassinry yeah absolutely Bruh, like, i was like like listen i i i hate you but I, I have to admire your dedication to the, the dedication crack. to the cause, right? Like she really, I, I mean, which makes sense because then she was the car that was following them yes. um, when they were trying to, you know what I mean? So it's like she was there every step of the way. Down and everything. Yes, it was. Yeah, it was all her. So I'm just saying, if you really put all of this shit together, I just have to say. No, I mean, listen. Bravo. I give credit where it's due, and. Listen, I mean, listen, I hate listen. the bitch, I really do, but she did that. Crack a hose like her. But anyway, so um, so because he had to remove the but the reason why that um Titus really died was because he had to remove his invulnerability in order to open the gate. Um, which is why uh, Tick was used as a Trojan horse in the first place, because he would never have taken off his invulnerability unless that was an option to open the gate. So again, Christina, bravo. All right. Uh, so um, 
she'll she's basically demanding answers by the way this little boy gets all fed up and he like slams that book down with the same kind of vigor of like an old black man trying to read a newspaper trying to like, read a newspaper <laughs> i had ne- like he was so upset like do you not see what the fuck i am doing i was just like what point you to read he was so hot with that. Like I was like, "Oh, Bendito, he's trying to." I, I was just, I, I was, I was mad for him. Like, let I him. I was, hurt. I was not before. But, like, I'll take this somewhere else, though. Like, he's trying to read. Like, you'll see it. But anyway, but um, but Attic explains that there's basically two sets of the lost book of uh, uh, last book of names, mm. and that they're still in existence. That what they guessed is that the Ori is some type of key in order to finding the um Adam's lost pages. Christina yes. also that's, tells, is that when they're talking to Montrose at the bar? Uh, no, not yet. I get to that because oh. God damn Montrose, what an asshole. Um, we get <laughs> to it. Um, so, so Christina also told Atticus that Titus kept his version of Adam's pages in a booby-trapped vault that only he could access. And Letitia reminds him that, yo, you have his blood. So... Now it's it's all set. We're gonna try Listen, and find. When they say booby trap, they meant that shit. <laughs> that was the most anxiety induced. The part where they're trying to cross the plank like that. <laughs> we'll get to it. We'll get to it. But <laughs> it was like it, it. When I say it was like an involuntary hysterectomy, I didn't know what was happening <laughs> in my body. But we gonna go. We gonna go. It's okay. It's okay. So. Um, so now, like I said, we all gonna try and get to this booby trap vault to get where we gotta go. And Letitia tells uh, Tick that we need to go to Montrose to figure out where the vault is and, Mo- and that Montrose could really help us. And Tick says, I don't want him involved and I want, don't want you involved either. And tells her to go home like a child. And I don't know why men are like this. Yeah, that, that, <clears throat> I, I, but again, it's more for, and, and this is why there's so many layers to the show. Again, the time period. And I love that the show continuously does that for the sense of reminding you as the audience, this is what, it, even the scene where Letty was driving the getaway car when they was about to get fucking lynched and um, Uncle, oh my God, I'm Uncle George was like, let me drive. And she's like, get in the goddamn car. Like, you really have to pause for the misogyny. Like, it's like, wait, hold on. Okay, so give us a second, and then you could be a misogynist again, George. Right. right. Um, And I remember, George is a good man. He was. He was. At the end of the day, they were all, I don't want to say victims of the times, like they had no choice, because I don't want to say that. But I also feel like, we have we cannot pretend that wasn't a driving factor. Do you know? I what don't I mean? even think there was. The thing is, is that I don't even think that there was a choice. Like I think that that was just the world that they lived in, literally, and everybody around them actually just behaved this way and thought this way. So I don't even think that there was ever even a choice to think otherwise. You know what I mean? Unless That's- he was. Unless he was hanging out with like just really um, off the beaten path type of individuals that often no, question. No, for real. Like, like, you know what I mean? Like, honestly, <laughs> Uncle George true. was kind of the personification of what a good man would be in those times. In those times, regardless right. Regardless of, they, he, he was still not unscathed from misogyny. Right, right. You know what I mean? Like Absolutely. that still wasn't beyond what was going Absolutely. on. Absolutely. And I just find that to be very realistic. And and I again, I, I just love the 
all these nuances to these characters where again uncle george is a wonderful man but is also not without his flaws especially us looking at him as a modern audience if we would have if this would have been a story and we're living in the 50s we probably wouldn't think anything of that you know what i'm at saying all. like i wouldn't we'll have just buy without nothing it would have just went by our, but now, and that's, and that, that's, that's what I think is, those are little things that I think, I, I, I think are really interesting. Um, so now I do. Scene, we show uh, up and Letitia is already at the table with Montrose having the same discussion as uh, Tick sits down. Montrose is just trying to figure out how he went wrong with him. Thanks Montrose. And, he's, <laughs> and, and while he's lecturing him, all I can think to myself is while I look at Atticus's face, he is looking at Letitia like, bitch, I told you not. Right. To I told you not. Oh, nigga, nothing. And, 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 and I, I'm not going to lie. I was kind of on Tick's side because I know what that's like. When people yeah, are no, like, just I... go to that one parent. It's fine. And you're like, that's not going to go well. <laughs> I promise it won't. It's um, true. And yeah. then they go behind your back to try to have that discussion and then they getting cussed out looking at you for help yeah that was although Montrose did have a, a line that had me dying in that scene where he says uh foolish and crazy go well together yeah yeah <laughs> i was like sir i didn't ask you to be a poet right now you know what I I'm saying? To help me foolish and crazy go well together that, that. bruh and listen, Montrose is trying to explain they are outmanned and outgunned and they can't win. And if there is one lodge that's after them, what's going to happen when the other 34 come? And of course, Tick is like, there's 34? Right. And Mar right. And Montrose is like, uh, uh, well, uh, <laughs> what happened was like a nigga who just cheated. Stop right. it. <laughs> Stupid. And of course, <laughs> tickets like there's 34. And Montrose is like, no, I'm not gonna help you kill yourself. And he tells Letitia, I told you. And then of course, Tick tells Letitia, I told you it was a fucking waste of time. And Letitia says to Montrose, you're really gonna let him chase his tail looking for answers that you already have? And you know what? That's what yeah. makes Montrose break. And he tells her the vault is in Boston. Yep. The most racist place on earth. Yeah, that, yeah. <laughs> that was not the place. That was definitely still not the place to be. Um, <laughs> 2023. In 2023, still not the place to be. Yeah. Look, oh, look at that. That was, we'll be rhyming there. Rhyming <laughs> there. So the next thing over, uh, we flat, we jump over to Ruby. Um, unless you, ha unless you had something else so, there with Montrose. Well, I, I, I had, uh, the next thing that I had is then we switched to, we get to a very weird ass scene where Christina is playing hide and seek with a few white children. Oh, yeah, can we tell me, can, like, what was the purpose? Like, were they trying to make her seem relatable or like- Listen, why, why this was the redemption arc. It's how you know white people were involved That's with the story. I'm but, like, so uh, you need to tell me, Christina can do this heinous, foul shit, and you think a scene of her playing hide and seek with a bunch of little white kids is going to make me- Tag! <laughs> yeah, or tag, whatever they were playing. Bitch, I don't even know what you were playing, is, but I don't care. I still want you dead. Is that the redemption no. arc? Like, was that Bruh. her humanity? If that like, was like, her redemption arc, that was very lazy. Just, just, <laughs> just, just put that out there. You so, also think, I, I think it's just the most accurate. Like, I feel like that is probably the height of her kindness. You know what? <laughs> <laughs> 
think that was just the height of her kindness. You know what's like, fucked up? You're probably not wrong. That's what I'm saying. And that hurts my heart that you're I'm not saying. wrong. It's like Christina breathes. What? She's not so bad. Look, she plays with the neighborhood kids. Don't sometimes. you see all those white cops who hugging black children? <laughs> Stop it. Anyway, so. <laughs> So police ride up and just pull her to the side and take her to, for her drive, where she meets up with stank face police officer that who was trying to kill Eddie I... in the back of the cop car, right? So same stank face ass cop is asking Christina, why would you come into town without saying anything? And she says she was trying to visit Hiram so that she could get the orrery, which apparently is the key to making his time machine work, pop. Mm. I remember the first time I watched this shit and I was thinking to myself, where the fuck are y'all taking me? <laughs> There's a time machine? Really? Nigga, how? That was, that was, no, that was, no, but I, no, but I, I, I forgot about that because the show took, turn, like, I'm like, what type of show is this? Like, I thought this was just Matt, but like, now we're like, it was. Incre- no, listen, incredulous. I was I, like I didn't know what to think. All right. And, um, tizzy, and then of course I need people to understand, like despite the fact that they're trying to give Christina a redemption arc, if you really <laughs> think she's a good person, you weren't paying attention. So listen closely. Christina says that she went over to the Winthrop house and she was surprised to see the Negroes had moved in. She was like, How did you let that happen? Yes, I remember she said that. How did you let that happen? I was like. You grimy, raggedy bitch. ass bitch. Like you fucking raggedy bitch. Like I was like, <laughs> I you can't stand you, you bro. bro. I don't. I fucking hate you, bitch. I hate you. Yeah, like I, I hate you with everything. Yo, like you Listen, are evil. And movie. um, and let's also not forget during this entire time where she is in Stank Face's office that we're hearing a lot of moaning. Oh, can we talk about that? Yeah, please. Can we, what was going on there? Like, I, um, you're gonna see later, which I don't want to explain in this episode because it comes in a later episode exactly what that was. But think of what Hiram used to do. Oh, oh, okay. Oh, God. um, so, <laughs> so okay, all right, well. Yeah, I do. All right, I guess we'll get into that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's okay. Yeah. Like, and I remember wait for the next one, but it's yeah. And this is why, like, I, and and I have okay, I don't I don't know how I'm gonna word this, but the moments I hate Christina so much that when the misogyny comes to check her, I actually revel in it. Like I'm like, ah! when, when, you see that bitch? Like, <laughs> like, like you still got a pussy bitch. And you you see what like, I'm saying? I was just like, you see that are bitch? You on? And it's what like, I, I love seeing it. I love seeing it. That's why when he checked her there was basically like, you're still a woman type shit. I was like, oh, let me I was you. like, look at that. <laughs> when he said, when he said, uh, how did you let this happen? Stinkface says, you try to come to take my property and you have the audacity to say shit like this in my face. And Christina counters with, did I miss your official initiation into the order? And he says, all pissed off. I know I didn't miss yours. No cunts allowed. With- yes, yes, he like- says no cunts allowed. I remember that. Right now, I was like, hands over the chest, R.I.P. <laughs> like, I'm dead. I'm dead. I said- because I was like, I don't know who to vote for. Uh, 
like, oh. honestly, I just hate Christina so much. Like, I, I was, I was, so I was rooting for the misogyny. I'm sorry. I'm sorry yeah, to the audience. Which is so <laughs> fucked up. Which is so fucked up. But it's I terrible. Know. No, I hated being put I in this position. I gotta tell white people, like, real. I hated talk. it. You know how fucked up you have to be to have us on the side of misogyny. It'd be like, honestly, like, it's like when 12, it's like in 12 Years a Slave where um, Sarah Paulson would just do all types of terrible things to uh, Lupita Nyong'o's character. And I hated that fucking bitch in that movie, obviously. But then there's a scene where, like, Sarah Paulson, I think he slaps the shit out of her, the master or some shit. And I was like, <laughs> like, I was like, <laughs> I was like, again, I'm not, I don't want to, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not trying to root for the, but I was, I, I, I would, I'm I would quietly walk about my way. I'm going right, to quiet. I didn't, see it. I didn't see that. I didn't see it. But no, I, <laughs> that's how it is with Christina. Like, that's why anytime that any chance we get of seeing her get stomped on, I'm gonna take it. I'm gonna take it. I'm gonna take it. And I can't. And, and the take worst it. part is, as as the pussy holder between <laughs> the, the both of us, it hurts me to say, I don't care. You know right. what I mean? Like, like that sucks. Like I hate you that much. Just saying. Um, and just it's another true. example of white supremacy: how white supremacy just doesn't help white women. But I digress. It's true um, though. Like you're still at the end of the day, like, and that's that's why the women who the white women, let me sorry, correct myself, the white women who continue to carry on white supremacist ideals, it's like, bro, you're only gonna lose. As a matter of fact, Handmaid's Tale is a perfect example. Of uh, um, what was that other fucking um Celine, Serena? Serena. Serena's arc you see in in the past not to deviate too quickly uh not too much from Lovecraft but Serena's arc in the past we saw how she was enabling the fascist system in which she thought she would have a place in until what oh no you have a vagina so sorry but guess who's a second class citizen like it's like so you know what I'm saying so, like right so, to see that right I'm so sorry oh like it's fucked up it's fucked up but like it. i can't help but yes and that's how i feel about christina i can't yeah. help but enjoy it i'm like yeah stop on her degrade her fuck her uh, i'm like, listen, <laughs> like and, and this is the thing that uh, the, the one of the things that i hated about her the most and i feel like a lot of people may miss because they want so badly to root for her character because you think she's cute and what my and my and my issue with that is, is regardless of whatever you decide to tell yourself, this woman has weaponized her whiteness from mm -hmm. episode one. Right from the very beginning. Like tell they all me do. how she didn't. Don't tell me how she did. Tell me how she didn't. Right. I want to hear counterpoints. Like I like tell, tell me how she did not do that. This is true. From the very very first episode, everything she weaponized her whiteness from the jump from the it, jump and um and i and i feel like it's be, again remember when whenever we watch things like this um a lot of people have very different perspectives and uh palm colored people 
people have very different perspectives mm -hmm. on how we feel about Christina because they will see her as a sympathetic character when we just see an enemy because we know what you're just an, right absolutely I just see her as an enemy like it's like that's an enemy to me I don't care if she is in a a a type of marginalization I guess as a as a woman but it's just like her whiteness supersedes that more often than not I, and not even more often than not every time it's going to come down to me it will supersede that so it's like, so, I mean, how many white women constantly had little black boys killed back in the day, accusing them, or black men killed, accusing them of made up shit. You know what I'm saying? It's just like, so their whiteness supersedes their, 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 uh, and, uh, and we cannot pretend that Emmett Till's story, even though they haven't gone into it yet, we haven't gotten to that episode. Yeah. We cannot pretend how the whiteness of women has been weaponized into right. black male death. Yes. By the way, yes. happens yes. today. Absolutely. But Absolutely. The weaponizing of the, of, of the white woman tears. The fact that they could turn that shit on and off and instantly, like, I remember, I don't know if you remember the TikTok trend and it was like the turn it off with the audio. Oh. And it was all of the white women like crying. And then when the beat would drop, they would just stop crying and just look real serious. I was like, this is terrible. <laughs> Like, this is so no. scary. No. I was like, it's not giving what you hey, think. <laughs> let me tell you something, and I hate to deviate, but when I say white women, the prowess and manipulation of white women, ideology, culture, what have you, is so fucking strong it because is. it took me a long time to find out who was actually my friend and who wasn't mm. it didn't help that i was homeschooled sorry ma i loved it but that didn't help um and i promise you i was in a situation where i was working at a job i was working at circuit city yes i am old shut the fuck up <laughs> so i was working at circuit city you shut circuit the fuck up city. i was working at circuit city okay <laughs> the red shirt and everything Okay. Uh, uh, <laughs> you're gonna sell me a VHS tape and uh stop playing with me, Tony. <laughs> anyway, ask for a VHS tape. My VCR is broken. Can you help me? <laughs> Geek Squad. No, stop, stop, stop. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So I was working at fucking Circuit City <laughs> back when dinosaurs warmed the earth. And, um, and I remember I was about to go ahead and clock out for my lunch. And one of those chicks came up to me. And um, again, I was only working with white people. I was in Sunrise fucking Florida. It was right, oh, out, right ooh, before. You should have started there. Come on now. I really should have. But anyway, so she... I'm telling her I'm about to go on break. And I, and this is back when I used to smoke cigarettes. And I was like, yeah, I'm just going to go get a pack of cigarettes. And I'm probably just going to take my lunch, like sitting over there because I don't really need to be out. I just need to smoke a cigarette, you know, take a drink and then get back to work. And she was like, girl, you don't have to clock out for that. Just go. That's fine. Oh. I was like, are you sure? She was like, please don't even worry about it. In fact, I'll stand here. Don't even worry about it. 
Just go. I remember the BP gas station, if you remember back in the day when those things were happening. Uh, the, yeah. <laughs> the, the, the gas station was literally right across. I go ahead, I go get my cigarettes, I come back. Tell me who walks me into the office because as soon as I left, she went to the supervisor and said that I left to go get cigarettes. <gasps> what? Yo, that is. <laughs> Yo, that is so grimy. <laughs> that is so grimy. It was sick. And by the way, she didn't stop there. I used to doodle when people would go, because you know, you sitting there standing there like a fucking peon, just standing <laughs> shit and getting money, right? right? That's never gonna get into your fucking pocket. So I would just be go ahead and like doodling and shit. Do you know this bitch told him I was writing down credit card numbers? <laughs> I don't mean to laugh. It just it just gets no, more. No, she came over a half hour before. I love your drawings. Oh my god, <laughs> yo! You see what I'm saying? And then just the instant power she has to just get you fired. It's just like, do do, do you see? Do you, do you, there was a reason I brought up that story, time. If you're black, you get it. Anyway, no, um, but I'm, <laughs> damn. just in case. Wow, damn. <laughs> That's so hateful. Like, what's, what would what, you do that for? I still don't know. God damn. Like, that's just like personal. Like, I still don't have a clue. Why like, that bitch did what she did. For real? Like, did I take your man? Like, like that was just feels so personal. Like, Doesn't it feel? You know what? It's okay. Let me, let, let me stop. Anyway, talking. anyway, right. It's it's just, I don't know. It just felt, it felt uh, personal. So <laughs> So now um, Tick and Letitia are packing up the car to drive to Boston, right? And they all angry at each other, having their little play fight. I couldn't care less. And then Montrose walks up saying, basically, don't kill me. Because guess what? Hippolyta and Dee are going to come to the Boston Museum because they have a great astronomy exhibit. So now they got to ditch the family and find the vaults without rising any kind of suspicion. Yeah. Now, no, I, I just I, I just want some notes, some notes that I had on that. First of all, the notes I, I had put in uh when they got to first of all, a couple funny things on that. One, I love when uh Seymour was talking about how big his dick was. And Letty <laughs> and Letty was like, shouldn't I already know that since we fucked in high school, Seymour? No, I, I was I like hundred percent have died. That, that whole note where he is standing up saying, you know. Most men got two legs, but they say I got three. <laughs> and then I just love that he shouldn't. I already know that. Like, I was like, damn. Not, not letting to forget about that. And I did have it as well, too. But just, again, I want to simp really quickly before we get out to that on Hippolyta and Dee's relationship. I know we talked about it very yes, briefly. No, we're going to touch on it. I have a whole thing because that was such a beautiful moment. I had to make sure. It was so beautiful. Like, the, first of all, I wonder if the if, if the story's true. The one Hippolyta said at least that she was basically the winner of that contest, but they didn't want a little colored girl as the faith, yes. as the winner. Yes. I wonder if that's an actual, if that really happened. To be honest um, with you, that's something I, I, I feel like um, this is just one of those things, especially with stories like this, uh, to black and brown people, that seems mm. very realistic. 
When it does. Shoot. No, that's why I don't doubt it. Like that's how I was. You know like, what I, I mean? Like, like we hear stories like that of people being stolen from whether it's Sophia Stewart who was stolen the Matrix and uh, Terminator. You know what I mean? Like we mm -hmm. know stories like this, but average the average white person has no clue. So um, when I saw that story, I was like, "Damn, that sounds like something really realistic." It like does. Something that happened. That happened. Yeah. When I say I was so glad, because you know we moved on to uh, you know Hippa and D, who are at this astronomy exhibit, and she's telling this story about how she actually named this comet Harris Harris Chariot. Chariot. I love and that. that. And then Hippet named it and, and she won a competition and everything, but that the credit went to the niece of a Swedish astronomer, astronomer yep. because they couldn't have a little colored girl be have named uh, have an, uh, have named a comet. And I, when I say I- When Dee stood up and she was like, I, my mama named me. that comet. Like she, she was said, like, yes. Y'all see that comet? Yep. <laughs> My, my mama, mama named that comment Harris Chariot. Yes, I love it. And she she's was like, like now they know the truth. Now too. they know the truth too. And that was just so. Uh, that was just so beautiful to me. Their little relationship there with that. I just oh, and I, I cried the first time I saw that. Yeah, me too. I, and, and I, I think too. because I constantly, especially when we talk about like black mother daughter relationships. Mm. Um, we usually are showing such a toxic side. Um, mm. And I loved the fact that this little girl was getting to know her mother as a person yes. that not yes. just as her mother. Yes, and I absolutely. loved that. I thought that was so beautiful. And that she actually looked up to her mother, yes. you know, like with admiration, you know, and also that her mother inspires her. Like actually both her parents inspired her because oh, we yeah. see from her, her love- yeah, the right. And like the comic the comics, right? Exactly through the comics. And it's just I love I love that I love seeing the positive black parenting and just yes. role yes. model and like it's just so the fun. genuine inspiration. I loved seeing that. I loved it. I, I was like, this was so beautiful. Like like you said, more often than not in media, you see the toxic side of that, which is there. It, you know, as, oh, it's real, but then also we can't pretend that right. the other side's not real too. Like the other side They're, of the tenderness, you know I mean? the, love, the, the, the love, the vulnerability, the love. Right. Yes, absolutely. It's not the unfortunately like the you know like the plantation kind of thinking where it's like Ooh. oh well you know she's just a, yeah these a smart girl but oh oof, she's a handful let me tell you like you know it, it's yeah. it's none of that even though we understand why. Yes. And it's crazy because I saw a clip of, um, I think you sent it to me, I'm not sure, but of a woman speaking about that. And at the end of it, she said, and it's funny because only other Black people around them would still be able to hear that mom saying that about her kid, but no, she really loves him though. Ooh. That means she really loves him. And I, I was like- I I hate oh, yo, yes, yes. I was like, oh man. So, I hate to deviate. Um, so a lot of people may not know, but I was homeschooled most of my life. I only went mm. to first grade and then I went to college. <laughs> um, and I remember one of the things because growing up in South Florida, um, as little black girls, and my mom had four girls and one boy, and um growing up, a lot of white women would go ahead and extend the compliment, you're so articulate. Mm. And of course, if white women 
or white little girls heard what my mother would say after me. I hope you know you're not special, you know? <laughs> yeah. You and I know what that fucking means. We know what white it means. people will think that's abuse. Yeah, but it's you like know what a, I'm saying. Mm -hmm. But but we know what that right. means. Don't right. let them big your head up. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. They don't give a fuck. Mm -hmm. And for and it was just again, it's just that perspective, having mm -hmm. that perspective, and and I feel like a lot of people don't even know what that means, and I feel like it's why they're so quick to be like. Oh well, your mama don't love you. <laughs> right? No, right. But it's it's actually and it's actually the opposite. It's again going back to the plantation kind of mentality. That means she loved him a lot, and she was afraid of him being taken away from her. So she had to do that. So that's why it made sense that 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 woman said that she's just like, and only black people could hear that and know she really loves him. Mm -hmm. um, even though it has its detriment too, because as the recipient being on the end of that, it makes you feel like shit. And you're like, well, geez, like, yeah. you know what I mean? Like, yeah. So it's just like, I'm I not, we're not up here, right? <laughs> right. That's what I'm saying. Right. So I don't want anyone to be mistaken. We're not romanticizing this. Oh, uh, we're, there's a, we're putting an understanding on it. Um, and I feel like a lot of black people, especially uh, black people um, who, whether they have Caribbean parents or they mm -hmm. don't, and especially mm -hmm. if they have Caribbean parents, they mm -hmm. will understand how much harder they are on us, sure. especially in reference to the way that we represent to the world. Mm -hmm. That is one of their biggest issues yes. why they're so oh you got to be educated because they're hoping our education is going to mask somehow the way white people see us but it's okay we're gonna get into it this is an episode we're gonna get into it trust me we no, still no, got no, plenty it, to go it, and then a, a note that i put here when we got to the um museum is i don't know if you picked up or listened to what the museum tour guide was saying but when mm. she was giving the tour and she passed by the Native American and she was talking about how the great Titus, whatever, um, taught the savage tribes the ways of civilized man. Yo. And I was just like, like I both watch this. I'm so glad that you picked that up because I did not pick that up at all. You didn't pick that up? Yeah, I, I was did like- not. I didn't even hear, like, like, I was just listening to, you know, when white- Her dialogue, yeah, when they were talking. Yeah, no, I was listening to the what she was saying in the back. Because like one ear was basically out and the other one was like sticking out the other way, like satellite dishes. So yeah. like, that's, 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 that's okay. so I'm listening to what Tick and them are saying, but I'm like, I'm listening to the security, um, to the tour guide. Especially when you got the subtitles on, you're like- Right, it's like the subtitles, I'm just like, with the two ears in different directions. But yeah, no, she said that when she was passing by the thing. And I was just like, you fucking... No, and we really, I feel like in this episode, we really do tackle the colonialism of mm. it all. Which I the really, colonialism, really, really yes. Mm -hmm. um, so now back to Atticus researching through this damn museum. And you have Tree trying to hint at some type of relationship. But we already go over that. Uh, let him go ahead and let him know, nigga, it was not that serious. That was my cat. <laughs> It he literally don't give a fuck about nobody. I <laughs> not even think. Those it's are my his stuff. world. I We're just living in it. Bruh. So uh, Montrose basically walks over um, and uh, letting them know that they have a security guard who's going to give him some time to be able to sneak into the sneak into the back. And Atticus thinks that he may have found the vault. Now, the issue that I have with Tree, you, you O-fast nigga, like I can't stand you. The reason why I have a big problem is that he makes sure to have a conversation with Tick about uh, Montrose. 
Oh. Oh, you may be mad at me because remember in the first episode, he goes outside uh, of the bar when he was looking for his daddy and he mm -hmm. sees Sammy getting some head, right? Mm -hmm. The bar owner. And then he says, well, you know, um, uh, he was like, uh, Tick was like, that had nothing to do with me. He was like, you sure? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Aren't you a bitch ass nigga? Aren't you just like, what the, who? He really was. No, he kind like, of, I like mean, the epitome. The epitome no, absolutely. bitch ass nigga. And um, then he says, um, well, I see that Sammy and your daddy been hanging out since you left. Mm -hmm. And then and that that's when he decides close. to back off and leave that nigga alone to be alone with his thoughts. You could have did that 30 minutes ago. Mm -hmm. And he tell, yeah. And it's just like that. What is what is all of that for? I just I just um, want to I just want to ask. And I, I don't know if, if we I don't know if we I don't know if we skipped ahead here. But um, did we talk? Wasn't there uh, when Ruby? Oh, uh, Ruby goes to Ruby Marshalls. Here. Yeah, we're going to get to Ruby's and Marshall Fields in a second. Let me see. So. It's okay. Anyway, so, yeah, no, I just want to make sure we just didn't skip that. But, um, <clears throat> so, yeah, they're back at the museum. Um, and we're learning about how Titus taught the ways of civilized man. To <laughs> right, exactly. And, um Seymour, uh, Seymour Tree, I guess that's his name, right? Tree? The Tree. Yeah, he hints at Mont Rose's relationship with Sammy. Um, anyway, flash forward, and then they have that very Indiana Jones type shit with the snake sliding the way. Do you remember that? Yes, I <laughs> did. I did see it. This is how you know, but honestly, I really, I was just like, damn, where's the little 